Welcome back to Adorkable. As I've stated in the last podcast, this one's going to be about the E3 press conferences that have been taking place. So last podcast was about the Nintendo Directs press conference, which is really cool seeing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as well as my favorite franchise, Fire Emblem. So continuing from there, we're going to be talking about today's awesome podcast of Sony's and Square Enix's press conference. These press conferences have been looking amazing so far, especially Square Enix's. And I'll tell you why. Just as the background music suggests, we are going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts. And you want to know why we're talking about Kingdom Hearts? Because Kingdom Hearts 3 was shown multiple times with separate trailers, which look amazing. And I will tell you this because I am a huge fan of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Now, this new addition to the to the series, Kingdom Hearts 3, is looking like a darker tale from what the, what the trailers have been showing. One good aspect is the fact that one of the trailers suggested that we're going to get Roxas back. And he was my favorite character from Kingdom Hearts 2. A downside to that is the trailers also suggested that Aqua's turn to the dark side. Which kind of makes sense because she was trapped in the realm of darkness for about 15 years. The struggle's real, right? So, moving on from there, let's talk about the Kingdom Hearts 3's plot so far. From as we know, Sora's get, trying to get back to his old groove after losing majority of his spells, techniques, and everything during his master's exam. So he's going off to new worlds and visiting some old ones. New ones being Toy Story, Monsters Incorporated, Tangled, which is looking really cool. And we're going to be seeing some nice classic ones with some new additions. That is the Hercules' world, the Greek Colosseum. And we're going to go up to Olympus, which is really cool. Another one is what I think is really cool to see, Pirates of the Caribbean world. Because it looks so, so good. The detail and the facial expressions and the amazing amount of work they put into the whole world in general is looking great. You can go on to sea battles. You, and I'm pretty sure from what I saw from that trailer, that was the Black Pearl that you were writing and going into battle with. So I think that is super cool. Another thing, it's so open world, you can dive underwater and explore, which I really loved. What I'm also happy to see is that, uh, I guess, not it's not called summons anymore, but I guess it's links. The link system is up. And I saw a preview of what looked like a fire Simba. And that was so cool. And I cannot wait to see that. Another amazing thing that we saw from this trailer is the fact that Kyrie has a new look and so does Riku. And they look pretty cool. However, and strong, however, Kyrie looks like she's about to go down into some Keyblade training while Riku looks like he's facing his old demons. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one up to speculation for you. Why? Because I want to. Haha. So yes, please be on the lookout for Kingdom Hearts 3 that finally got its release date. Hooray! The release date, of course, is January 29th, 2019, when my college courses start. But guess what? I'm wasting my money on the right things. Yeah. Moving forward from Kingdom Hearts, a lot of other amazing yet very confusing trailers popped up as well. From Kojima Productions, of course, Death Stranding finally made its very... Very weird and confusing trailer debut with, I don't know how to describe it, 
future dystopian exploration of I think what looked like our world, but not really, carrying a lot of gear. Apparently, uh, it looks like you're a gopher. You're just basically going out, exploring, collecting stuff, and it shows. Like you're carrying, like in most games, if you're carrying a lot of stuff, it's in a small little pouch, and you never really see it. No, you're you're seriously carrying a lot of stuff on your back, and apparently, these weird invisible invaders have uh, taken over the world, and it looks pretty grim and graphic, and I still don't know what the baby's for. My thought was probably genetic cloning, but it's Kojima Productions. Has Norman Reedus in it. I'm more than likely going to either play it or get it from someone else and play it. So that's looking too cool. Another trailer that I was really excited to watch thanks to the Sony conference was the new Spider-Man game which I have got to say I am digging. It was a trailer revealing the Sinister Six while not revealing the Sinister Six. It showed the Sinister Five revealing, not revealing the last one out of the six, which I thought was really cool. They introduced the raft of huge prison that uh, holds metahumans, which I thought was awesome because you saw a lot of old Spider-Man villains trying to take down Spidey. And I really, really, really love the fact that the combat system is similar to Batman's Arkham Asylum, but different in its own right. So I'm really excited for that. Also, there's going to be an all-in-one package for the PlayStation 4 for Kingdom Hearts. I forgot to mention this. And it's going to cost about 230 bucks, but it's going to come with all of the games up till now, remastered in PlayStation 4 edition, as well as, of course, the PlayStation 4 itself will be custom printed. So you'll get a nice little cool decal. And I saw it, and I was very much tempted. Very, very much so tempted. But I have to resist because I need to save up my money for three other games that are really close to my heart that I really, really, really cannot wait to play. And here's why. PlayStation dropped it like it was hot, showing off Devil May Cry 5, which I'm so happy that it's no longer Emo Dante. I don't think anybody enjoyed Emo Dante. But, good news, it's going to actually be a sequel to Devil May Cry 4, with Nero being the main character again, our strong protagonist with his awesome sword. I cannot wait. The trailers debuted and showed a lot of detail towards the story. Apparently, some bad demon dude cut off Nero's hand. Now he's out to get revenge and save the world from total demon annihilation. Awesome sauce. Following that, Fallout 76 dropped it like it's hot as well with the Reclamation Day trailer, which was really, really cool. Apparently, this is taking place directly before Fallout 2, 3, 4. It's going to start directly after the Great War that happens that you learn about through the Fallout franchises, which I'm looking forward to because I would like to see how we take, not take over. It does look like we're taking over, but rebuilding America. And it's all taking place in West Virginia, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the last game that's really close to my heart that I really want to talk about, which I cannot wait for, is the continuation of The Last of Us. Last of Us Part 2, still no release date. Naughty Dog is throwing out those little cute little, sorry, can't do it. We learned our lesson, so that's okay. But The Last of Us Part 2 is kicked off strong with their amazing, amazing trailer of a grown-up Ellie at a party dancing with a chick, and it goes straight to Ellie 
slicing a dude's throat, which I thought was the most gangster thing I've ever seen in my life. So Ellie probably made Joel super proud. I don't think Joel is dead. A lot of people are speculating that he's already passed on. I don't think so. My man Joel can't kick it just yet. But the long cinematic display of Ellie's makeout scene was incredible. Because you, you find out directly after the first one, at the end of it, she lets you know that, yes, she is a lesbian. But you get more in detail with its, I don't want to say spinoff. It was like a DLC where you get to really see how Ellie got bit or infected, which was cute. And I'm really happy to see that they're sticking to it. Make people talk. That's what you're talking about. Yes. So please look forward to The Last of Us Part 2 whenever they give us a release date because I cannot wait to see that release date. Uh, I'm going to mark it on the calendar so fast. Of course, others have been uh, showing up on the map. The new Call of Duty franchises. I'm sorry. that The Call of Duty series is not for me. It's just a constant refurbish of the same old same old so it's nothing new so black ops 4 as much hype as it's getting with other preteens who love the franchise it's not doing it for me i am sorry however what was doing it for me was a new game under in development by sucker punch you remember sucky sucker punch because they're the people who created the infamous franchise awesome franchise the the game is called ghosts of tashima if i pronounced that right if I butchered it, I'm sorry. It's a beautiful world. The color palette is astounding. And it takes place during a Mongol invasion. And you're a samurai battling it out with Chuposhido's swordsmanship with the quick slash and everything, which I really loved. And one-on-one duels and group fighting. So I cannot wait to see that story take uh, roll out because the Mongol invasion is kicking in. You can see a lot of like character development just in this small amount of uh, gameplay trailer. So I'm looking forward to this. Another one I'm not looking forward to this because it's again it's it's the it's the same amount of same old same old. Destiny's DLC Forsaken, including its own uh, new mode called Gambit mode. It looks like it's a good good add-on, but it's still a DLC of the same old same old. Nothing newer is going to change. It's just I believe it's it's Halo for the uh, PlayStation. While Halo still has Halo. <laughs> We also have uh, Control by 505 Games, which looks like Portal's weird brainchild, which I thought was really cool. And then you have Trevor Saves the Universe from the creators of Rick and Morty, which seems repetitive and not not fun at all. It's They're just dragging along the same type of speech impediment that they have from Rick and Morty. Oh, GG's, Morty. I don't go at the end of the thing. You, you do it right. Yeah, but... Grab all your shit and you, you pack it. You pack it in, in, in the bag and the bag in which you, you pack your shit in and you just stole it. Like, it's the same old, same old. Just colored differently as Trevor saves the universe. Still not caring as much for that. But in a recent development, thank you, Sony. And thank you, fans out there who stayed true to the franchise. Resident Evil 2 Remake, January 25th, 2019. I feel it's not just going to be an ordinary remake. I feel it's going to be a little bit more extra, showing a little more details into what happened in Raccoon City, that which could lead on into the next Resident Evil game, numbered game. Because after the events of Resident Evil, I want to say 
seven or eight, the one that just came out that was a I was extremely first person horror, which is awesome, by the way. We got a free DLC about uh, about Claire's older brother and how he's able, how he's working with Umbrella to get BOWs back back where they belong, aka extinct. So I want to know if this will show us like a side faction of Umbrella that was there at Raccoon City trying to stop the and spread of the disease or was trying to eliminate Raccoon City in general so that they can save the rest of the world. I would like to see a good faction of Umbrella like take over. That's all I want to see though. From Resident Evil 2, it's always going to be about Claire and Leon. And right now, it's looking amazing. The trailer started off as you being in the vision of a rat in a storeroom, not knowing anything. But you can hear the major details that are happening. Apparently, a big scuffle where the police officer breaks out and they die. And he becomes a zombie and tries to eat the police officer. And Leon comes in and shoots him in the head. Which I thought was so cool because it showed classic locations from the actual Resident Evil 2 game, like the police building that leads to the mansion. But then they showed so much more details to this mysterious figure cloaked, which is more than likely a weird tyrant variation. And ooh, it looked, just looks so good. My inner fanboy was like, yes, queen, yes. So please be on the lookout for Resident Evil 2. So give me the heads up. These games are coming in January of next year. Resident Evil 2... Put that on the calendar. Resident, uh, Resident Evil 2. I already said that. My bad. Kingdom Hearts 3. Check, check. And the new Spider-Man game, if that's not coming out already earlier. So please stay on the lookout for that. I'm super excited for those. Uh, Death Stranding by Kojima Productions is to be in uh, next year production. I still don't know what it's going If their ideals was to intrigue people with mystery, they did it. And they did it well, because I am really intrigued with trying to figure out what is going on with the entire franchise as a whole. But yeah, that's my recap of the PlayStation and Square Enix press conference, which I'm sorry if I didn't talk about Nihau too, because I was, I, was, I was never really a fan of Nihau, so I wasn't really going to talk about it as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> but tomorrow's or this week's last update, updated podcast will be about the Microsoft slash Bethesda conference, which is, which by the way, in my opinion, stole the show in so many more ways than one. Microsoft literally put it out there that they were the best and they're getting ready for a next console war. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, please stay tuned. I'm your host as always. This was a dorkable E3 press conference of Sony and Square Enix. Please stick tuned. Please stay tuned. I'm sorry for the Microsoft and Bethesda conference. Later, Gators.